Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Thursday, June 15th. And I'm Jim Chapman. No, Jim, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We didn't talk about the, the Denver thing, huh? We forgot to. Denver. Nobody died. Nobody uh, died? Oh, the shooting? Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, nobody died. Some people got shot. Okay. Nobody died. Nobody died. Nobody died. We give it the pass. Yeah. It's not a crime. You gotta fucking die before you can get only, on our yeah, show, we bitch. <laughs> we need multiple bodies. Injuries ain't yeah. shit. We need dismemberments. Yeah, the shooter got shot, too, so. All right, we're gonna <laughs> boom, Jim. Boom, Jim. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Thursday, June 15th, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Thursday. 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 The day after hump day. It's also Father's Day weekend coming up, y'all. Coming up. Now, y'all celebrate that, do you? I know your holidays are are interesting. That's a big cause for Every day is Father's Day in Woody's house. Usually, well... A couple of years ago, for Father's Day weekend, I performed at the Texas Club, and but generally, my wife will cook me something, whatever. But I'm going fishing. Going fishing? What are you going fishing for? Whatever bites my hook. Okay. <laughs> going. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave today, Thursday, and go down and probably fish uh, hard on Friday and maybe Saturday morning. Come back for Father's Day. There you go. Right. Awesome. Well, let's get into some crime. You don't, you don't care. Neither news. of you care what I'm doing for Father's Day. Just move right along. What are you doing for Father's Day, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> we can talk about it on Friday. Let's talk about that's, a, that's my answer as well. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to watch the U.S. Open. Do, yeah. do a little bit of that. Yeah. Sure. Very good. All right. So we're going to get into some crime news for today. And I'm going to give you a couple updates. These are local updates. Uh, for Louisiana listeners, and a fugitive has been arrested in Louisiana in St. Bernard Parish, actually, Bernard. after uh, he was wanted in connection with the death of a man whose body was found in Missouri. Really? An individual called Polk County Dispatch on Monday, June 5th, and said he found his brother, Philip Thompson, deceased. Officials responded to the scene and located Thompson's body inside a barn. Thompson, his sibling, and suspect, Shane Elsey, all reportedly lived on the property. During a search of the premises, uh, authorities recovered two empty gun cases in Thompson's room, as well as his wallet and cell phone under Elsey's bed. The caller allegedly told authorities his brother went to the doctor on June 5th, arrived back at the house around 4.30 and worked outside near Elsey. Thompson's sibling was reportedly cooking dinner that afternoon when Elsie came by and asked for Thompson's Ford F-150 so he could drive it to the barn. However, Elsie allegedly drove off the property, and the caller then found his brother's body inside the barn before calling authorities. 
On Tuesday, June 6th, shortly before midnight, Missouri Highway Patrol contacted the St. Bernard Sheriff's Office in Louisiana and informed them that LZ was wanted for second-degree murder out of Polk County and was likely going to be traveling to the area in Thompson's stolen F-150. Officials believed he was armed and dangerous. At around 7 p.m. that day, St. Bernard Parish Sheriff James Pullman said deputies located the victim's stolen truck in Araby, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And performed a traffic stop. Uh, LZ was subsequently taken into custody without incident. Uh, LZ had two outstanding warrants for a business burglary and a traffic violation and was booked into the St. Bernard Parish prison. He has a detainer from Missouri and is waiting extradition. So they did catch him after after this, thank goodness, yeah. in St. Bernard Parish. And just a real quick uh, additional update for Louisiana, the cousin of New Orleans drug kingpin Telly Hankton was found dead in prison. Uh, he was found dead early Saturday in his dorm at the Elaine Hunt Correctional yeah. Center in St. Gabriel. Julius Hankton, who was convicted of manslaughter in 2017 over, over a killing prompted by a robbery during a dice game. He was found unresponsive in his dorm around midnight. Prison medical staff and Acadian ambulance paramedics both administered CPR before Hankton was pronounced dead at 1 a.m. The cause of his death is unknown at this time, but foul play is not suspected. The crazy thing about all this is if you're familiar with the New Orleans area, Telly Hankton, you know, huge drug lord there uh, who is now serving, you know, life in prison right. for for many killings and other things that, that he participated in. But uh, – Cousin found dead. They say no foul play. Yeah, well, it may have been our favorite thing, fentanyl. That, yeah. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Um, let me tell you a little bit more of a disturbing story. Uh, the body of a Chicago woman who was last seen on June 2nd was found in a duffel bag, y'all, in her boyfriend's oh my apartment, God. nearly decapitated. Brittany... Batagalia. Here, my mic's checking my pronunciation. Bataglia. Yep, that's what I said. Brittany <laughs> Bataglia, 33, was stabbed repeatedly and so forcefully that her head was almost cut off. Her boyfriend of more than a year, Genesis Silva, 34, a convicted felon and registered sex offender, was arrested and charged with concealing a homicide and instructing a police officer in connection with her death. Um, he had been charged at y'all with the murder, but more charges may be coming, police said. And she had told her roommate she was going to her boyfriend's nearby apartment in Logan Square and then to a party. And when she re- failed to return home, her roommates tried to contact her brother, but was unable to reach him. Her brother later learned that she had never went to the party. And on Sunday, he and... Bataglia's roommate reported her missing. Bataglia. Bataglia's roommate reported her missing. Later that day, police armed with a search warrant, went to Sylvia's apartment where they allegedly found two machetes. Kind of unusual, I would think, for Chi-Town. Um, police conducted a search of the apartment, and that's when they found a large duffel bag in the bedroom. And when they searched the bag, they found the victim's body. It was later determined by the medical examiner's office that the victim had died from multiple sharp force wounds and her head was almost severed off. They allegedly found a tarp, garbage bags, cleaning supplies, and a note that read, K 
can you ask average time until smell? What? Right? Clearly, you search history, people, and don't write it down. Every time. Um, and anyway, cops got him on a traffic stop, and he had um, an ice pick and two pocket knives. Uh-oh. So they, they went back to his apartment and told him to stay outside of it because it was deemed a suspected crime scene. They took him in custody and whatever. They entered the apartment, and he's going to jail. So there you have it. Jesus. That, doesn't that name just sound like a bad guy? Genesis Silva? Silva, guy's name? Silva sounds it's like, like a Hollywood made-up bad Sounds like an MMA fighter. Yeah, and, I know if you right. Silva MMA fighter. And do you fighters. really have to search a duffel bag if there's a body yeah, right, in it? I mean, right. is, uh, how big is the freaking duffel bag? Yeah, I'm sure they had some blood coming through it. Well, um, my army duffel bag was big. I could put yeah. you in it. How yeah. many? You put a couple of me in there? Mm, it chopped up, I could. Okay, that's you good to know. A lot of shit that's good to know. Bag. If I see that bag out, oh, right. no, it's, yeah. uh, it's time to head in the other direction. I got a sad story, too, but at least it's about a hero. All right. And it's about a hero named Rudy. Police had been searching for Johnny Ray Lamas, a career criminal, for weeks. He had three outstanding felony warrants for sexual assault of a child under 14, mm-hmm. robbery, and a probation violation as well. It was a Friday about 4.45 p.m. late April. A 911 caller reported two unknown individuals running from law enforcement across their property in Paris, California. The caller said they, quote, had a bottle with them and appeared to be on drugs. Deputies responded to the, to the scene and pursued Lamas through residential properties. They had a canine with them named Rudy helping them in the, in the chase. Go, Rudy. In the dramatic body camera footage, deputies can be heard saying shots were fired and, quote, canine down. Video released from a helicopter shows Lamas attempting to avoid police on a roadway. The video shows a deputy shouting to the suspect to drop his weapon and get on the ground. The suspect refuses to get on the ground and instead heads toward residential properties. All this is captured on the footage. Eventually, deputies fire on Lamas while soaring above in the helicopter after repeatedly telling him to drop the gun and get on the ground. The suspect was hit and pronounced dead at the scene. Unfortunately, Rudy was hit. Rudy was transported to a veterinary hospital where, unfortunately, he succumbed to his injuries. Uh The sheriff's office said um, that weeks before the incident, Rudy and his handler, um, Deputy Day had received first place at the Las Vegas Metro Police canine trials in the handler protection category. Wow. A memorial service was held for Rudy on May 31st, and police shared that no deputies were injured in the event. I have a picture of, of Rudy, Rudy and his handler. Had been for Rudy, one of them would have got killed. For sure. So R.I.P. Rudy. We support our canine officers. Rest in peace, Rudy. 100%. And uh, now I've got kind of a kind of a double update for you on a case that has been in the news for quite a while. We've been kind of holding off on reporting on this too much because the Trump indictment. No, no, this ain't the time for Jack. (laughs) Go any new station in the world and get that. Uh, Let me get this story out. All right, so we 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 been kind of holding off on reporting on this because. You know, there was a lot still to be learned, 
and found out about this case. Uh, but sad, sadly, uh, Madeline Kingsbury has been found dead. Uh, this has been suspected for a while. She went missing uh, way back on March 31st. Um, she dropped her kids off at daycare, and nobody ever saw her again. And they have found her. Uh, the ex-boyfriend of Madeline Kingsbury has been charged with second-degree murder. This case has gotten national right. coverage. Uh, just an absolutely beautiful lady who, who uh, you know, dropped her kids off and, and just was never saw again. So the mother of two uh, did go missing under suspicious circumstances in March, as I just told you, in Minnesota. And Adam Fravel, who is her ex, 29 years old, was charged with two counts of second-degree murder. His bail has been set at $2 million. Uh, Fravel was arrested on a probable cause warrant after Kingsbury's body was identified after the remains were found in some brush. Uh, he may later be charged with first-degree murder. Fravel told police that he and Kingsbury were newly separated and moving out of the home they lived in together with their five-year-old and two-year-old after seven years of their on-and-off relationship. Kingsbury was last seen on March 31st after she and Fravel dropped the kids off at daycare before returning to their home in Winona around 8 a.m. Fravel told police he left the house in Kingsbury's dark blue minivan around 10 a.m., came back later, and she was gone. Kingsbury didn't arrive at work that morning either, and her family's numerous calls and texts went unanswered. Frivel previously denied any involvement in her disappearance, saying in a statement, I want the mother of my five-year-old and two-year-old to be found and brought home safely. I want that more than anything. Mm -hmm. However, Fillmore County Sheriff John DeGeorge told a local news outlet that Kingsbury was found nearby a property that was owned by the Frivel family. Mm -hmm. Kingsbury was wrapped in a bed sheet. Uh, that came from her and Frivel's home. Frivel also admitted that he made a statement to Madeline about ending up like Gabby Petito. Frivel claimed he was trying to make a joke. A message allegedly from Kingsbury to Frivel uh, read, you know, I am not really okay with or over the fact that you put your hand around my neck and pushed me down in front of the kids earlier. The Winona Police Department said in a statement that the deceased children will be placed with Kingsbury's father and will remain there until the CHIPS court makes a determination at a later date. Fravel could obtain supervised and secured visitation rights to his children if his bail is paid. I doubt that. That's an insane thought, to say the least. But uh, it looks like they have their man and, uh, and really happy to see at least, at some, least behind bars. Yeah, and that that they found her. Right. You know, and sadly, he, she she was. And him dead, saying, "Oh, I wish her. more than anything, the mother of my kids would come home." He, he said, he, "He does. He wished Jesus yeah. would resurrect her, so he wouldn't be a murderer." Right. All right. So, y'all, I told you if I don't kill it, catch her to clean it. We don't eat it, and the hottest item I do every year is jerky. Right, I'm telling you, I, I can make. I have big commercial dehydrators and all that, and it goes. I have to hide from my kids and everything because it's absolutely the most famous thing I make. <laughs> but I'm not killing anybody over it. 
No. Right? If you stole some from me, I'm not going to kill you. But in Detroit, a gas station clerk is accused of fatally shooting an unarmed, locked-out customer in the head after a dispute that stemmed from beef jerky. The shooting happened around 3.05 a.m. Monday at a gas station. Police said Moad Mohammed Al-Gahom Ham, 40 of Detroit, was working. No, you don't need to check it, Mike. Was working at, as a store clerk when Anthony McNary, 25, of Detroit, walked inside. The two men got into an argument when McNary took a beef jerky product and put it in his pocket. Al-Gahom went through McNary's pockets, took out the beef jerky, and placed it back on the shelf. McNary tried to pay for the beef jerky after the confrontation, but Algaham refused to accept his money. Algaham forced McNary to leave the store and manually locked the entrance, preventing McNary from coming back in. Algaham then pulled out a handgun and fired a shot through the doors at McNary, striking him in the forehead. McNary was not armed. Detroit police were called to the scene and found McNary lying on the ground. He was taken to a nearby hospital and pronounced dead. And Al Gaham is charged with first-degree murder and a felony firearm violation. Dude, we, so, did, we just had someone we got yeah, shot, shot over a lot of water, and yeah. now they're shooting yeah. him over he beef jerky. the door. Wow. I mean, that guy shot the kid in the back. This yeah. dude shoots. He locks the door and then shoots him in the head. Mm. Crazy. I don't know why these places are open all night at this Still, point. We used to call them stopping rhymes. Uh, I mean, and I'm going to get into a, a similar kind of story right now, a really sad one, um, out of the, the state of Tennessee, out of uh, – I guess it's northeastern Tennessee is the Johnson City, Kingsport area of Tennessee. Um, last Thursday, Tava Woodard texted her mother a funny TikTok video. And after that, a friend dropped her off at her job at a gas station uh, where she was a clerk. And that job began at midnight. So she was doing the overnight Great shift at, uh, at a gas station in C-Store. Um, less than an hour later, the 23-year-old was dead. Two men allegedly entered the Roadrunner Market in Johnson City, Tennessee. Woodward complied with all of their demands, handed over money from the register, but was still murdered. The community rallied and joined the search. Strangers offered rewards and called in tips to law enforcement. On Tuesday, a father and son were arrested and charged with murder in connection with her death. Woodard's shift started off rockily that evening. She texted friends and coworkers about a small shoplifting event and said that she wanted to find a new job. So right as she got there, she gets robbed. But it was a small thing. Um, a customer came in yelling and screaming and stole some chips, according to uh, Melissa Jones, who is uh, Woodard's mother. She texted that she didn't feel safe there anymore, her mom said. From what I'm hearing, none of them were feeling very safe meaning none of the other workers at the, right. at the place. This is all over the place, so I'll go ahead and say it. All of her coworkers have stated that the panic button under the counter didn't work and wasn't even hooked up. Soon after, two men entered the store covered head to toe. Those men ultimately killed her. She had no chance of contacting anybody to help her. What's she going to do? There's no panic button hooked up. 
what she's supposed to do all by herself. I won't get into specifics, but the police have told me that she was very calm, very composed, and that they were amazed at hearing how old she was and how well she maintained her composure and calmness. Yeah, and all that got her fucking killed. Since her death, Woodard's community in the Appalachian Mountains has rallied around her family. Woodard was an activist who spoke out on social media for human rights. She was never one to uh, bite her tongue or not tell you how she felt about something, her mother said. She was also an advocate for her younger brother, who was 20 years old. Uh, That's Jace Woodard, who has Asperger's uh, syndrome. They were always together, literally laying on top of each other and hugging and snuggling and holding hands. They just loved each other so much. Johnson City Police Chief Billy Church told WJLH, in my almost 30 years of law enforcement experience, this case is one of the most heartbreaking that I've ever come across. According to the Washington County Sheriff, Mark Anthony Sexton Jr., age 41, was charged with first-degree murder, especially aggravated robbery, and driving an unregistered vehicle. His 18-year-old son, Mark Anthony Sexton III, who is 18, was charged with first-degree murder, especially aggravated robbery, possible firearm commission of dangerous felony, and tampering with evidence. A GoFundMe has been set up for the Woodard family. Uh, Woodard recently sent her sister a meme that said, if I die, don't dare release a bunch of balloons. I want you to plant flowers for me so that I can continue to grow. Now the family Mm -hmm. is asking people to plant flowers, quote, so that we can keep her alive and keep her with us, her mother says. Amazing that, I mean, she sensed it. She she knew that, that, you know, she had run her string of of lucky situations and still worked the overnight shift at that place. And the second time that night that, uh, that people were coming to, to rob the place, obviously a lot more serious than the, than the first one. Crazy. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? You love it. You sound like, it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work 
or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally, designed for long-term retention, speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. A Maryland funeral homeowner is accused of killing a pallbearer at a funeral service for a child this week. You don't hear these every day, y'all. This is this is what makes our show different. We're going to bring you uh, some pretty obscure crimes. The Prince George County Police Department claims Wilson Chavis gunned down a rival funeral home service operator on Tuesday afternoon. The victim, 30-year-old Ronald Stephen Banks of Washington, D.C., was helping carry the casket of a 10-year-old girl when he was killed. Chavis confronted Banks and another person while the burial was getting underway at Washington National Cemetery. Uh, And those individuals are affiliated with a second funeral service company with which Chavis has had a longstanding business dispute. The alleged shooter's company was handling the service. Who knew they have rival uh, funeral homes? Who ever heard but they do. someone getting shot while carrying a casket? Yeah, several people attending the funeral reportedly became upset with Chavis when he addressed his rivals. That's when he killed Banks and fired a second shot, grazing a female attendee. The suspect fled the uh, in his car and was quickly apprehended by authorities. The grieving mother, Antoinette Belk, claimed Chavis yelled, I own this body, and spat on the preacher before opening fire. The preacher was the dead child's uncle. According to Belk, her family had nothing to do with the parties involved in the conflict at her daughter's funeral service, and charges against Chavis include first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. Holy smokes. Absolutely insane. At a funeral service. Well, Jim, I think Roy Provost of uh, Louisiana Funeral Services and Crematory would uh, would would tell me that nothing like that has ever gone on in his experience in the uh, in the funeral business. But um, we talked on yesterday's show. I told you that we were going to have a new sponsor coming right. on board, right. and it's Roy's company, which is a really unique company. They uh, they pro- provide forensic services that uh, 
that are utilized by parishes all over the state and uh, and people from outside of the state. They also uh, provide funeral services uh, that are mostly used by people uh, people in state and uh, and families that have uh, a family that's spread out over the uh, around the South, and they have uh, crematory services. In fact, if you are Living inside of Louisiana, you can dial 1-800-CREMATE or you can dial 1-800-FUNERAL, 1-800-CREMATE, 1-800-FUNERAL, and that will connect you directly with uh, Louisiana Funeral Services and Crematory. And so what uh, what Roy and uh, the two Christens, his two right arms are both named right. Kristen, and, uh, and they, uh, uh, they handle uh, all the heavy lifting for, uh, uh, for Roy, but this is uh, – a tremendous business that's been built up there in Broussard, Louisiana, where they have a state-of-the-art crematory. They have a, uh, a state-of-the-art facility for autopsy that is, again, utilized by 41 uh, parishes. Is there 41 parishes in the state? Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Yeah. Well, it's more than 41. Okay. So that's 41 parishes that are using um, their service. And when uh, when I had my first uh phone conversation with him. You guys might remember that we lost our 15-year-old uh, Brussels Griffon in January. And through the uh, the vet in New Orleans, they provide a third-party service where they will have uh, they will have the dog cremated. Right. They will uh, they will give you your choice of uh, urn that you want the ashes returned right. in and and. Uh, and I paid uh, a lot of money to have that done, although I didn't have anything to compare it to. When right. I told Roy what I had paid to have it done, he let me know what a moron I right. am and the fact right. that they can provide that service right. at about half of what uh, of what I paid. And so if you're a dog lover like uh, really all or three an, of us are. Or animal lover. Then it just animal lover, period. Cor- correct. Doesn't right. have to be a, a, a dog. But if you, uh, if you are and you want to... Uh, you want that animal you love to stay with you forever. We've got Deuce uh, in the uh, in, in the living room up on a uh, on a mantle, and I look at it often. And my wife can't look at it without crying, but looks at it uh, fairly often. And uh, if you're in the area and you uh, you're operating a funeral parlor, uh, and for some reason you haven't heard of uh, of Parish Forensics and uh, and Roy Provost, you uh, uh, you need to check it out and give it a look because many, many funeral homes across uh, uh, the state and beyond are utilizing uh, these services from these guys. Right. And they're also huge lifers. Yes, they are. And, and, and so we appreciate them and we appreciate them being a sponsor. Y'all, you know, it's a horrible time if you have to use any services, right? Losing a loved one or whatever. But the one thing you can be assured is that they're going to treat them like their family. And uh, one of the Kristen's let me know that her favorite segment was kinky crime. So, really? yeah. So, yeah. um, maybe, uh, uh, next time you're, you're doing one, you can do a shout out, but shout we appreciate your, uh, your support guys. And, uh, we'll be talking to you soon. And y'all look for it. We're going to post links to all our social media and everything, uh, for them. And we back them a thousand percent. All right. So, y'all, we talk a lot about social media, and here we go again. This is a crazy story. An Instagram model 
is accused of stabbing her sleeping dad after an argument over a laptop. All right, so she stabbed him to death while he slept, um, and she says she was driven to kill him following the fight over a laptop. And Nikki Secondino has been charged with second-degree murder, second-degree attempted murder, first-degree assault, and fourth-degree criminal possession of a weapon. She's charged with brutally killing her own father and then stabbing her younger sister in following the argument over a laptop, all right? Um, they're going to prosecute her to the fullest extent of the law, but it said following the alleged argument, Nikki, 22, allegedly used a hammer and a kitchen knife to attack her father, who was 61-year-old uh, Carlo Secondino, while he was asleep on the couch in their Brooklyn, New York apartment. Nikki's 19-year-old sister heard the struggle in the living room and attempted to intervene. As a result, she was stabbed in the face, body, and hands, but survived. Carlo died at the scene. Nikki then ran out of the family's home and told the responding officers that two people broke into their house, killed her father and sister, and sexually assaulted her. But the investigation revealed that Nikki's version of events was false. And... Carlo and Nikki had a history of domestic incidents, and Carlo had conveyed he was afraid of her. Um, I guess that happens, right? And the neighbors heard all the stuff going on and slamming against the wall, and Carlo yelling for someone to call 911. Um, and that's when Nikki ran out and knocked on the door and was saying, hey, somebody broke in, killed my dad, my sister, and raped me. And she was full of shit. She's looking at life in prison. Instagram and, and no more. Hey, Nikki, they don't have Instagram, or you won't be famous on Instagram in prison. All over a laptop. I tell you all about um, getting videos from inmates in prison since the Dateline on Courtney Kiko drop. Mm-hmm. They've, so I get like thirty requests a day, and a lot of them are from people who are convicted in prison. And one dude even sent me a video on an illegal cell phone of him and his bunk. <laughs> He was, saying, and he, was and he was like, Mr. Woody, I just want to prove to you I'm really in prison. I'm like, okay, I, I believe, believe you. You didn't have to send me a video. But anyway, you're not supposed to have them in there, but Nikki's going to jail. Hey, if they got to have them in there, let them, let them listen to us. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, evidently, they do listen. Yeah. So. Very good. Well, we've been uh, we've been talking about AI fairly often on the show, and, and uh, this is uh, – this is something I hadn't thought about, and it is uh, it is really uh, pretty scary. So, artificial intelligence generated deep fakes are fueling sextortion scams across the country. The number of nationally reported sextortion cases increased three hundred and twenty two percent between February of twenty twenty two and February of twenty twenty three, according to the FBI which said last week that there's been a significant uptick since April because of AI doctored images. Innocent pictures or videos uploaded to social media or sent uh, in text messages, et cetera, can be twisted into sexually explicit AI-generated images that are nearly impossible to discern, Mm. according to the FBI. Predators who are typically in another country weaponize the doctored AI images against juveniles to coerce money out of them or their families or as an attempt to get real sexually 
um, graphic images. Malicious actors use content manipulation technologies and services to exploit photos and videos, typically captured from an individual's social media account, open internet, or requested from the victim. They turn them into sexually-themed images that appear true to life in likeness to a victim, then circulate them on social, public forums, or pornographic websites. Many victims, which have included minors, are unaware their images were copied, manipulated, and circulated until it was brought to their attention by someone else. At least a dozen sextortion-related suicides have been reported across the country. Many victims are males between the ages of 10 and 17, although there have been victims as young as 7, the FBI said. Girls have also been targeted, but the the statistics show a higher number of boys have been victimized. Last July, 17-year-old Gavin Guffey received a message from someone posing as a girl on Instagram one evening, and the pair began chatting on the social media app. That person convinced Gavin to turn on, quote, vanish mode in their Instagram chat, which allows messages to disappear after they are received. Then they shared photos. His father, South Carolina Republican state rep Brandon Guffey, told Fox News in a previous interview. That led to demands for money and escalated until Gavin tragically ended his own life. Sextortion isn't new, but the number of cases have boomed since the pandemic. From 21 to 22, the FBI recorded a 463% increase in reported sextortion cases, and now open-source AI tools have simplified the process for predators. Alicia Kozak is an expert in this field. She's also somebody who was victimized. She escaped a sexual predator's dungeon where she was kept in chains, and she's now an internet safety expert. You guys may have seen her. uh, I think we've talked about her before in another case. She uh, regularly speaks in schools to educate students about the dangers of online predators. According to Kozak, sextortion is one of the biggest and most devastating threats to today's teens in a world where kids chase social media influencer status and fame, so they blindly accept followers without vetting them. I speak in schools, and every single school I've spoken to has several sextortion victims, and nearly all of the communities have had a child die by suicide as a result of sextortion and the threats. Shame and fear go along with this. When this happened to me, much of the dangers of the Internet were unknown, and now we're once again in the same territory, Kozak said. AI has entered the mainstream, and anybody can access and use it. While many are caught up in the glitz and excitement or maybe even fear that we could lose control of the tech itself, it's important to remember that the criminals are using it to victimize others, and this most certainly is happening with sextortion. Deep fakes go way beyond photoshopped images. It's more realistic, and it's becoming more prevalent and pervasive. And let me tell you, um, we'll put this up on the on the Facebook, but there's a Morgan Freeman deep fake that – is absolutely not Morgan Freeman. It's absolutely not Morgan Freeman's real voice, but you would never know the difference. And scary stuff, we're, we'll put that on the Facebook. And actually, in, to your point with that story, there is a – whoever played Wonder Woman, uh, somebody made a deep fake of a porn, and, yeah, it, and you would that. think it was her. Yeah, Looks just like her, but it's not her. Yeah. It's it's absolutely so, AI. Linda Carter, the the former one, no, the no, old one. The, oh, Gal the one. Gadot. Yeah, Gal yeah, Gadot. yeah. So, um, so you can do a lot of evil shit with that. Yep, bad intentions, right? And I don't, I don't know what they can do to stop this. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, now, I, it won't be the last story we heard about it. I can assure you that. 100%. Well, because, you know, the, this tech is being utilized in all kinds of media to lower costs and, and, uh, and increase profits at the same time. What we're talking about here is something that anybody listening to the show with probably about an hour's worth of effort at reading and, and understanding what, uh, what tools to use can, uh, can perform maybe not at this kind of a level, but at a, a level that's difficult to recognize some kind of, uh, of, uh, of fake. I mean, really, really frightening stuff. Uh, sign, sign get those times. get those teenage kids off these. Yeah, it's the new new world's version sign of Photoshop, it. right? Yeah. All right, a Louisiana man has been arrested for allegedly jumping into a Florida Gator exhibit for a, mo- a social media stunt. Mm-hmm. A 20-year-old man from Prairieville, Louisiana, has been identified as a person who illegally entered an alligator enclosure at Bush Gardens in mm-hmm. Tampa, Florida. I've right. been there. As part of a social media stunt, Jacob Percival jumped over a fence to unlawfully enter the park, entered the alligator enclosure with two friends, one of which who filmed him. Police arrested Percival for the incident and booked him into jail on charges of burglary, theft of services, and trespassing. Now, surveillance video captured him and his accomplices illegally entering the park. Records also state he yelled at the crowd while inside the alligator enclosure and then jumped back over the fence and fled the park. Linked social media post of the uploaded video on TikTok helped investigators identify Percival as a suspect and find him. So he he probably would have got away with it, except he could not help himself not to put it on TikTok. Should have worn masks. So yeah, put it on TikTok. It went you know viral probably. And there they go. Uh, Jail records have shown that he is uh, released from jail now and has been given a court date. But the the you know the things people go through now to get viral videos. He'd have gotten a lot more views if he had a gator bite in his ass. Right? Yeah, tearing off a leg. There's old Jacob. We'll post a picture of him on yeah, Jacob on the uh, on the Facebook page, but. Um, I'll have to look and see how many views he had. I'm right. curious no, as to I'm whether sure it was worth it. Down. Yeah. Might've had 50 million views. Then all of a sudden we're all, no, jumping. they were all jumping in alligator. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the under he, on that one. Tide pods and everything else. Well, he tied pods. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take you to Arkansas where a 30 year old woman was arrested for shooting and killing a man and trying to burn the remains and dump the body in front of someone's gate. Dennis Berry uh, called the sheriff's office to report there was a body in front of his gate in Fulton County. And the cops went there and they found the body. It had at least one wound on his back and, and severe head wounds. The body also had a piece of barbed wire around his neck. Oh and an God. attempt had been made to burn the body. Investigators collect the pieces of evidence that the scene, including a partial can of lighter fluid. Um, I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to burn a whole body with a, a, a some charcoal lighter fluid mix, but whatever. Barry told investigators that Stacy Hickman was at his house and borrowed his Ford Ranger. And she reportedly asked David Sutherland to follow her in his Dodge. Um, and Hickman and Sutherland had been around each other a lot and were friends. Soon after 
The investigators found Sutherland's body. His car was reported stolen. And Hickman returned Barry's Ford on May 31st. But on June 2nd, a Salem Police Department officer saw Hickman inside Sutherland's car. And the officer arrested her for theft by receiving. In an interview with investigators, Hickman confessed to fatally shooting Sutherland and burning his body. She allegedly used a rifle that investigators found inside Barry's car. Hickman stated during the interview that David was trying to get some land that she was supposed to get. And on May 31st, she had texted her father writing, hey, it's on the property. Have a little issue, but I've taken care of via a loyalty to the land. And combo didn't go well, but um, let them know I'll be there shortly. I'm fixing to pull in. She was arrested on charges of first-degree murder, felony with a firearm, and abuse of a corpse. Crazy, right? Absolutely. I mean, people, what the fuck? I've had plenty of problems with people that I didn't kill. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I 
didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Absolutely. What are the odds we're going to have a feel-good story before we're done today? Anybody oh, feeling know, Everybody got, feeling good? About, well, we got a kinky uh, crime got still good, coming up. Sometimes that'll make coming. you feel good. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, back, in the, uh, back in the day, were you guys uh, Dexter fans? Did you like the show? I had never, never watched it. Really? Nope. But what? You've never watched it? Mm-mm. But um, was slated to interview me for Dateline. Uh, Andrea Cannon. Andrea Cannon asked me had I ever watched it, and I said no. And she said she was telling me about it, and, and I still haven't watched it. <laughs> oh, but, dude, you you'll you'll get into a binge there because you got a bunch of bunch of seasons. But it's a it's an unbelievable show. Um, Michael C. Hall, the, the actor, and he's, they're still doing it. They're doing. They, yeah. they started again with uh, uh, sort of a a reimagined uh, later in life uh, Dexter, and uh, that has a has been renewed and has a second season coming out. So, but um, I'm going to take you back uh, quite a few years and take you north of the border to Canada, and then I'll explain to you why I'm doing this from our international correspondent. Yes, Ago. And uh, there was a Cana- Canadian man named Gilles Tetro, and he followed directions in uh, in Edmonton, Canada, to where he was supposed to meet a woman named Sheena that he had met online. His supposed date refused to give him the actual address of the house where they were to meet, but instead sent him detailed directions to the location, mm. letting him know that, quote, the garage door will be open for you. After Gilles entered through the partially raised door into the darkened garage, he instantly felt someone grab him from behind. He was soon face-to-face with a man in a hockey mask who shocked him with a stun baton. The masked man took out a gun and ordered uh, Tetro to the ground and placed duct tape on his eyes. While Tetro was on the ground, he decided, if I'm going to die, I'd rather go my way than his way. And he got up, he ripped the tape from his eyes, grabbed the attacker's gun, fought over it with him, pulled it from him, and that's when he discovered the gun was made of plastic. Mm. After a violent struggle, Tetro managed to escape from the garage and quickly drove away. Tetro decided not to report the incident to the police because he was, uh, he was pretty embarrassed. It was the first time he'd ever done you know, one of these, meet somebody online, and the fact that it was... A plastic gun made him sort of feel like it was less right. serious than maybe he thought. So, um, so he didn't report it. A week later, the masked man would find his next target. Mm-hmm. This time, the guy's name was Johnny Altinger, and he wouldn't be as lucky as Tetro. The Edmonton man Altinger vanished after answering a similar dating uh, ad on a Canadian website called (laughs) plentyoffish.com. Concern turned into alarm for Altinger's friends and family after he was missing for three days. They knew this was highly out of character, so they reported him missing to the police. His friends were also able to hand over the directions 
Johnny had forwarded to them before his date. So he sent out on his phone to his friends the directions right. to the place he was going. Those directions led pr- police directly to the garage, which turned out to be rented to an aspiring filmmaker named Mark Twitchell. Twitchell, 29, had rented the garage space to film his movie, which was called House of Cards. No relation to the series. The short film featured a killer luring men to a garage and murdering them. Hmm. The initial search of the garage uncovered what appeared to be blood spatter, which Twitchell told police came from the House of Cards execution scene he was filming. Did you say, what did you say? Blood white? Spatter. You you taught me that. I would have said splatter a month ago. During their investigation, investigators learned that Twitchell was a devoted fan of the Showtime series Dexter about an avenging serial killer. Twitchell even posed as Dexter Morgan on Facebook. Police believed that Twitchell's garage resembled a scene right out of the Showtime series. Altinger's blood was found in the trunk of Twitchell's family car, a discovery which led to the filmmaker's arrest on Halloween day. Police believe that Altinger was hit over the head with a pipe shortly upon entering the darkened garage. They found that pipe, um, and he was then stabbed to death. Investigators found, a, investigators found a knife in Twitchell's car with blood on both the sheath and the knife. The search of the car also led police to discover a deleted file on his laptop called SK Confessions. Twitchell told police that the document was a screenplay. Investigators would come to find out it was actually a detailed account of Twitchell's crimes. The beginning of SK Confessions, which would become a key piece of evidence in the case against Twitchell, the first line read, the story is based on true events. This is the story of my progression into becoming a serial killer. So his movie was actually his real story. One passage spoke of the killer trying to burn remains in a barrel. Police found this barrel inside of Twitchell's garage. One piece of the puzzle that had police stumped was the fact that SK Confessions spoke of a victim who got away. Find that person, the police thought, and you've proved that SK Confessions is real and not the fictional screenplay Twitchell claimed it was. A police detective held up a photo of the hockey mask that authorities believed anyone who had escaped from Twitchell would remember. Seeing that hockey mask... At this police press conference is what prompted Gilles Tetro to finally come forward. And you can guess the rest. Or you can watch it on 48 Hours where you will see the entire story, uh, which I believe was uh, a week and a half ago released on 48 Hours. But you can you can stream it and uh, pretty well, fascinating copycat story. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Two New Orleans airport agents were arrested and two were wanted after a theft caught on video. The Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office has obtained arrest warrants for four Spirit Airline contract workers who were caught on camera rifling through and taking items from a traveler's bag at, at Lewis Armstrong New Orleans International Airport. The suspects, Willie Stovall III, no relation to Jerry, Jerry Stovall, right. and Eben Baker were arrested Friday and booked with felony theft, were pleased that they had been apprehended. Uh, the attorney representing the victim said uh, his client, Keon Brooks, traveled to New Orleans for a funeral and was returning home on February 19th when he accidentally left a carry-on bag on the counter at the gate. 
The bag contained his keys, his medication, his jewelry, even some family heirlooms. Once home, Brooks made a lost and found report with the airline after he noticed his bag was missing. Brooks traveled to New Orleans for a funeral and was returning home when he left that bag. That's when Brooks decided to file a public records request for the security footage from the airport gate. Yeah, he hadn't done that. They Smart man. Saw. Yep. In the video, an agent at the Spirit Airlines counter is seen putting Brooks' bag behind the desk until boarding for the flight ended. Later, the agent and other employees are seen rifling through the bag, trashing items and pocketing other items while laughing. One employee is even seen recording. Then they throw the bag away in a statement spirit airlines said we are aware of this matter and our vendor suspended four of their employees at the new orleans international airport pending an investigation we're committed to treating all guests with respect and has already issued a refund for the flight and the vendor is expediting the compensation for the items so they, he got his he got his money back, basically. $29 back. Yeah, Stovall's being held <laughs> without bond at the Jefferson Parish Correctional Center, and Baker was released on a $5,000 bond. Mm. Don't check bags. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Never been a fan of doing that. Mm-mm. But, I mean, some trips, if you're going on a two-week trip. Mm-hmm. No, it's hard you know, sometimes you, not you to. Can't but help if it, you can't help it. If you can possibly avoid it. Right. Avoid no, it. No, I agree. And now they nail you for bringing – you know, any carry on on if oh, I know. you're just buying a coach ticket. But yeah. Well, you don't have that problem in your G seven. <laughs> yeah, you got your problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Let's go to the next segment. Uh oh. I told y'all we were gonna lighten it up around S and D. We'll end it with this. This is love. Um, y'all. A Georgia woman, and yes, there will be some lookism at the end of the story. A Georgia woman was arrested after she was caught masturbating at a local beach. Oh. She told the police she didn't think that anyone noticed her because (laughs) it only took 20 seconds for her to have an orgasm. Dang. She stays in touch. She was on the clock, huh? Who's this rare woman? Touch with herself. She knows to get it done. (laughs) Christina Revels Glick, 34, was at a beach on a barrier island near Savannah when a fellow beachgoer could hear her moaning. Oh. Right? That's when Glick, dressed in a one-piece green bikini. Why would they say one-piece bikini because it's that, not two pieces so yeah but it's a bikini isn't that by it, definition two pieces a bikini is two pieces but it doesn't matter so, well, she's dressed I bet in one piece females can answer that bikini female listeners but look y'all she retrieved an unknown item from her backpack mm. she, she then spread her legs apart and putting both of her hands in between her legs hey right the unknown item was a vibrator. a vibrator. I knew it. Which was photographed by police for evidence. <laughs> I yeah. bet that's what yeah. it was for. <laughs> you know, they're going to photograph it, <laughs> and they're going to put it in a bag. It wasn't like that story last week where they put it in a biohazard bag, I guess. Or it's not like they released the fucking vibrator back to her. I don't know. But Glick admitted to masturbating at the beach with her vibrator. <laughs> Vibrator, telling responding officers that she had put it between her legs and it was covered with a towel, and she believed no one saw her. 
However, they heard her. Sarah Moss did see her having witnessed the act after hearing Glick moaning while covered in a towel. Moss told police that Glick pleasured herself for about five minutes before packing her things and leaving for a nearby restaurant. Moss provided police with, Jim Chapman's been telling y'all, a video she took of the incident, which showed Glick as she did the deed before looking off to her right as if she spotted someone coming from that direction mm. and quickly stopping what she was doing. Now, that might be the kinkiest of the kinky. Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> and here's a picture of Mike. And y'all, we're going to put a picture of this. Wouldn't it matter? 22nd orgasm. Right, right. <laughs> on the Facebook. That's a, that's, hey, by the way, if, if, she, pretty cool. if, she, kept, my book, uh, right? if she kept at that pace, that would have been uh, in 20 minutes with three <laughs> orgasms oh a minute. She'd need some more that batteries. Would have been, that, yeah, that would have been 60 orgasms, right? And she wow. done a, no wonder she was moaning. Battery commercial. <laughs> Wait, it was 20 minutes, right? But how about the other one filming it? You're always on film, Jim Chapman. Yeah, okay, but, that's right. But talk about raining times on someone's fun, right. you narc. Right. I mean, a masturbation yeah. narc. I've right. never heard right. of that. I mean, just let her masturbate on the beach. Let, right. Live and let live. I right. mean, she was on like a, a, a barrier beach, like kind of a, a deserted beach. I mean, the only mm. one who saw this is Sarah Moss. Yeah. Well, that's the one that were reported, and I mean, you know, that's, there might that's have been the one who video recorded it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think the I team's going to have to get on this because I've got I've got issues with. We'll Sarah reach Moss. out to this lady and right yeah. and see if she has any comment <laughs> on this story. We'll get in touch that's with it. Sarah. All right, I think Sarah needs to be sent something to plug in. Hey, if you haven't done it yet, Bloody Angola Bloody is dropped. Angola. Today's new episode That's on right. Warden Kane, Becoming the Warden Part 2. It is dropped today. And fire. it is fire. Check it out. Breaking all the records for numbers. Everybody yes. loves Warden Kane. Right? Yeah. Some people love to hate him, but he is a legend. Total. Right? Total. Any any final thoughts, guys? Yeah, how about you let me do my story? Oh, you got a story? <laughs> yeah. How about, <clears throat> how about, oh, some, how about some banjos? Oh, well, okay. All right. You ready? Uh oh, dumb criminals, dumb criminals. <laughs> Mike's gonna be the long line of disrespect continues <laughs> yeah, in this dumb. episode. <laughs> I, and thought, I thought we were done, folks. I don't know. I, I'm just gonna start posting some things and, and uh, seeking, like some, you seeking some comfort from you all yeah. to, <laughs> to deal with. It's it's like someone from the north was captured. And now I'm being held, and I'm being subjected. You don't even know where you're from. Where are the violins? Northeast to the (laughs) west coast to northwest. Still, the Mason-Dixon line doesn't stretch all the way that way, does it? Maybe it does. Um, I'm going to talk to you about a bad luck bandit. (laughs) And this guy is a bad luck bandit. Maryland police are searching for a man they've dubbed the bad luck bandit. He was hit in the head by a brick that he threw at a store window. The police department said Monday that a man was caught on surveillance footage breaking into a restaurant with a brick. Police say the man shattered the store's front window, walked in, and then tried to use the same brick to break what turned out to be bulletproof 
glass. Nice. What happens when you throw a brick against bulletproof it's, glass? It's coming you, right back at you like a boomerang. It's coming right yeah. back at you like that thing we used when we were kids to throw a baseball. Yeah. The man repeatedly tried to break the window protecting the front counter, and the brick bounced back on the third try. They say the brick apparently hit the man in the head. He fell down <laughs> and lay there for a few minutes before leaving the scene. The show Wicked Tuna? Mm-hmm. On the tuna fisherman, um, Marciano got mad one day because the tuna got off, and he had a tape measure. And he took it, and he threw it, and it hit the the uh, back of his boat, like the cabin, and it bounced back and hit him in the head. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. I'm like, Wait, you know the character names on Wicked Tuna? I do. And you're really bad at names. I am, but I remember him because you watch a lot. It. You watch a lot of I, Wicked Tuna. I watched every episode for like nine years. Oh wow! And Gold Rush. Gold Rush is great. Yeah. Take yeah. a take a week off a of wicked tune and watch some Dexter. Just yeah, I, I've been I've been meaning uh, for Andrea Cannon. I was t- told her I was going to do that, but I forgot about it. You don't want to disappoint Andrea. That's right. Is that still? Is it on? I mean, is it like repeats now, or is it still? Yeah, no. They they started a new show. Uh, it's not it's not Showtime. This series. I'm trying to think of what it's on, but uh, but all the old Showtime episodes are out there oh. on Netflix or Prime okay. anywhere. There yeah. you go. And so we'll have to best. check it out. And y'all, not only Bloody Angola. Um, which dropped today, right, Part two uh, on Burl Kane, which is fire. But this week I dropped a, a RRC original on Where is Des- Wesley Dale Morgan? Yep. And we need you to call a tip line. Look at all the age enhancement uh, photographs done by the FBI have been posted by now. I know he's still alive. Let's bring him home life. Or the tip line is 313-757-2847 or 313-RLRC-TIP. Same tip line. We need still need your tips on this Barbara Blunt's case. Amen. All right. All right. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. business. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.